Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com with me, Arsblogger, with thanks as always to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk, who this week have provided me with a very special prize, which is £100 worth of credit for their online store, which you can find, obviously, at www.classicfootballshirts.co.uk. Stay tuned to find out how to enter that competition. Uh, there'll be more details on that a little bit later on. Coming up between now and the end of the Arsecast, which will not be as long as last week's, we have got Arsene Wenger Hawkins. We've got the man in the bar with another player history, a blog chat with a friend of mine who who's a journalist and a Manchester United fan for his troubles, and uh, some other bits and pieces in between. You know, the usual kind of crap that, you know, just tends to happen when you're recording this thing. So it's been a fairly quiet week. Uh, No midweek matches. Nothing really happening uh, in terms of, uh, you know, exciting news stories. Uh, We beat Blackburn last Saturday, which was a truly fantastic performance. And uh, I must just take this time to say, fuck you, you useless cunts to NTL. Uh, On Saturday morning, I rang them up and I said, hello, please. I'd like to order the Arsenal-Blackburn game uh, for the pay-per-view, blah, 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 blah. And the girl said, yeah, normally we sell the matches in twos as another pay-per-view match this morning. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but she said, you know, seeing as you're calling after that game has kicked off, I'll give you the Arsenal match for, you know, half the price. So I said, thank you very much. At about five past five, I realized I hadn't turned on the... uh, the uh, the pay-per-view channel, so I rang them up, spent about 15 minutes on hold and got through to some guy and he said, oh yeah, uh, you see what's happened is the girl that you were talking to this morning, she put you down for a match that happened, you know, three weeks ago. So at this point I began to realize I wasn't uh, dealing with the greatest brains on earth, uh, but he promised to have the game on within five minutes. I had to do a little zibbly zobbly thing where I had to reset my NTL box and he said, within five minutes, definitely you'll have the game, not a problem. Uh <clears throat> 20 minutes later, I've been on hold for another 15 minutes, no sign of the game, and this guy comes on, and I said, look, you know, I ordered the game, uh, it hasn't come on, I already spent 15 minutes on hold to another guy, and he promised he'd have the game in, in five minutes for me, what's going on? Yeah, well, uh, we're having a few problems with the system here, you know? Uh, right, okay, uh, is you going to be able to give me the game or not? Um, well, you know, I kind of need to know because it's already fucking half an hour of the game gone. So, you know, tell me now if you're going to be able to give me the game. And if you are, I'll take what's left of it at a reduced price, of course. If not, just fucking cancel the whole thing and make sure you don't put it on my bill. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. No, uh, fuck, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is wrecking my bleeding head, so it is. Sorry, man, I don't fucking know. In the end, I just had to tell them where they could put their system repeatedly and without lubrication. 
Uh, so I hung up and, and didn't get the game, but managed to find a stream on the on the internet, which was great. And it really was a fantastic performance. As I said on the blog, it really put paid to the idea that Arsenal can't go away from home, up north, and you know battle against a, a physical team. Uh, you've got someone like Robbie Savage, whose who's, uh, main skill in the game of football is is kicking people. Not the ball, but actually people. Or, well, maybe that's not his best skill. His best skill is rolling around like a fucking fairy pretending to be hurt. Granted, Gilberto shouldn't have kicked out and he should have known better. You know, it's one thing if you kick a guy that, that won't do that. But you know if you touch Robbie Savage, he's going to fall over and squeal like a little bitch. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, the the uh, the goals were, were fantastic. Colo's uh, header was, was brilliant. I love watching the replay in Friedel's head, that quick head turn. When uh, he realises the ball has gone behind him and into the net. And what can you say about Thierry Henry's goal? Uh, down to 10 men, under pressure. And we played a great sort of football. Really, really fantastic move. Uh, great build-up play. A great pass from Rosicki uh, to Henry to, to begin the move. His uh, run down the, the left-hand side, taking all the defenders with him. It's, it's amazing. I'm sure Mark Hughes looked at that and went, why did not one of you try and tackle him? The pass to Sesk. Sesk's just brilliant return pass and the finish was just out of this world um, and that was 2-0 to Arsenal and no less than we deserved and uh, I read some on some uh, Blackburn Rovers forums during the week that the, their fans were complaining about about us being cynical about Arsenal players time wasting for example about Arsenal players pretending to be injured uh, hello fucking cunts how can you fucking even begin to complain about that when you've got Robbie Savage in your team it's sort of like the way Alex Ferguson always says that diving has no place in the game when he's got, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo and his team. Anyway, 2-0 two, uh, Arsenal, three points, and fuck you, Blackburn Rovers. So on we go to United on Sunday, and it's going to be a very interesting game, having uh, won at Old Trafford 1-0. They'll be uh, up for revenge, and of course, uh, they're flying high at the top of the league, a position that not everybody expecting them to be in. In fact, not anybody really expecting them to be in, given the fact that they lost Van Nistelkunt in, in the summer and uh, signed in Michael Carrick. Um, as well as that, you know, there was a, a feeling that maybe Ferguson was past it. Uh, they've proved people wrong this season. They've done very, very well. They've been very consistent. Um, and uh, we're going to have to be at our best on Sunday if we want to take the three points. Now, on to this week's blog chat, where we talk, or I talk, to a Manchester United fan about their league position, how surprised he was about the team, and he talks a bit about uh, Arsenal and um, how he thinks we're the team with the with the potential in the years to come. And then it sort of ends with the two of us slagging off Chelsea, which is a uh, good sport, really. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, here's this week's blog chat. Okay, this week on the Arscast, uh, we welcome Brian Foley, freelance journalist and, for his sins, Manchester United fan. Hi, Brian. Hi, Arse blogger. Now, before we get uh, give people the wrong idea, the, they think you're a football journalist or something, you, you, you write for things like Cast Iron Gates Monthly and Which Washing Line. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the more glamorous yeah. end of the all the president's men, you know, and uh, dreams of getting into journalism, so here I am. Well... <laughs> It's yeah, like you say, it's where all the action happens. Um, okay, uh, it's Arsenal United on Sunday. You lot sit top of the league, um, and I don't think anybody really expected that. We we sort of thought Chelsea were going to not run away with it, but it was going to be Chelsea season again when they brought in Balak and Shevchenko and and all these guys. Are you surprised um, yourself at, at how well you've done so far this season? Uh, surprise isn't the word. I think shocked would be a more appropriate word. Um, back in August. Looking at the team sheet, I just felt there was no momentum there. 
uh, Van Nistelrooy was gone. Carrick came in, you know, wasn't exactly like for like signing. So, uh, yeah, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I, I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, like, like the uh, rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Ferguson written off again, and... Uh, He's proved them wrong, so fair play. Yeah, I, I think maybe one of the things that that um, that might be relevant to the change and, and to how things have gone is the fact that you know Van Nistelkunt left, and um, you know for a couple of years he'd been playing around with this sort of four-five-one formation, which to me and and as an Arsenal fan I've seen Arsenal use it and I don't like it, but I mean United and Arsenal have always been two teams that like to play. Uh, open, attractive, attacking football. The four-five-one for me was was always a very negative formation. Do you think that's made a big change? The fact that he's gone back to a more uh, attack-minded four-four-two. Oh yeah, it, it, it had to go. The Van Nistelrooy going freed all that up. You know, we won. We did so well back in the nineties and um, the early part of this decade playing four-four-two. There was there was never any fanning around with Christmas trees or whatever three-five-twos and all that. So yeah, definitely. Um, Scholes is playing the best football he's played in about four years. Uh, he didn't he didn't go blind, which was good. <laughs> uh, I heard Buck Masher talking about that the other day. He was, yeah. He's a very um, very kind and and Christian soul, the Mug Smasher. Liverpool supporter, so well, uh, you know, we we expect that. So uh, yeah, so um, I'm still not too sure about Carrick, um, but Scholes is more than holding his own in the centre midfield. Uh, Ronaldo, very surprised. Um, you know, I know plenty of Arsenal fans who call him a show pony and uh, plenty of derogatory things said about him. But, you know, according to a lot of commentators in Britain, he's been the player of the season so far. Um, I wouldn't quite go that far uh, about Ronaldo, but he is having a great season. Um he still has to work on his end product. Um, but, you know, as a Man United fan, you always want to see wingers. And somebody like him is exciting. Uh, strange thing about United, we're top of the league and Rooney hasn't really shown up in about six weeks. You know? Um, which is very strange. It is. I'm, I, go on. started the season, I always thought, if he gets injured, I remember, because we, we started pretty well and I was talking to uh, various supporters of other teams, and they were saying, "Well, you know, you're shagged if Rooney gets injured. You're a one, you're a one-man team." And I said, "Yeah, I have to agree with you. We are." But he hasn't shown up in six weeks, and it hasn't, it hasn't affected us. So there's no logic <laughs> to what's going on. You know, it's 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 very, it's very, it's a, it's a great thing. I was obviously as a United supporter, um but you can't help get the feeling, you know, to move it on a bit, that we have too many players over 30. You know, if you're reading Kevin McCarr in The Guardian there yesterday, he, he was saying what I've been thinking for a while, that it's Arsenal that are the coming team with, you know, a lot of young players. United are kind of relying on their older players, the guys who came through around 95, 96. So there's a sense that this may be a bit of a valedictory season for Ferguson. I don't see how he can bring this on. If we win the league this year, great. But I don't think the foundations are there for uh, you know what we did. Okay, in the I, 90s. I, there aren't that many players sort of in their in their thirties though. When you look at it, you've got 
young guys like uh, Ronaldo and, and Rooney, who are you know at the, really starting their careers, you've got uh, at the back Ferdinand still has plenty of years left. Maybe Gary Neville as well. He's an old cunt. Um, but you know, really, the rest of the team are gigs, I suppose, and skulls. But I mean, they, they aren't really that much in in terms of veterans, are they? I mean, well, I'm saying that in reference to I'm thinking of skulls, gigs, Neville, and then in the midfield you've got Carrick, and is Carrick who's Carrick going to play with next season? Is it going to be Owen Hargreaves and, and Michael Carrick in the central midfield, or John O'Shea? John O'Shea, obviously being Irish, that would be my nightmare. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's got to be one of the worst squad players. How does he get a game? Ever had. I've no idea. He reminds me, I don't know, do you remember back in the 80s we had a player called Ralph Milne? Oh, yeah. That? Yeah, just, yeah that, that's what I think of when I think of John O'Shea. He, I don't know, how does he get a game? I, I, I think it shows the kind of the squad we have. You know, it's Darren Fletcher and John O'Shea are the two players who come on uh, when he wants to take, uh, when we're winning maybe 2-0, 3-0. And he just wants to rest a few players. Um, so I'm not that, you know, obviously, yeah, we've got Rooney and Ronaldo, but I'm not that optimistic about the future. I'd, if I was an Arsenal supporter, I'd be, a, you know, you haven't had a great season, but the potential is just incredible, you know. Um, but hopefully the potential won't be realised on Sunday. Like it was at Old Trafford. <laughs> I don't know. My memories of that maybe are different to yours. Uh, I thought it was just heading for a kind of boring nil-nil and fair play. Yeah, go in the last four minutes, you robbed the three points. But did Arsenal dominate that game that much? No, I, I thought it was. I thought it was a fairly even game. In fairness, yeah. um, I don't think there were too too many outstanding chances. The penalty aside, obviously that that we missed in the in the first half. But um, you know, I thought. I thought both teams were, were fairly evenly matched. I thought we were helped as well by the fact that Scholes was just coming back from injury and, and Rooney was just coming back from injury or World Cup and, and neither were were quite fit enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a, a great deal of optimism on, on, on behalf of Arsenal fans going up there. Fantastic win, but I, I don't think anybody was really expecting it. What about um, um, Henrik Larsson? Uh, I personally, I have to say, I can't fucking stand him. I hate his guts after what what he did in in May. Um, yeah. I, I you know I fucking see the cunt burn in hell. But uh, a a fairly canny signing, you'd have to say, even if it is only for 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 a few months. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. He's thirty five. You know, um, but he looks he looks the part. He 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 looks good. He looks good. And for this season, yeah, he. He's as good now as he was six months ago, uh, you know, in the final. So, yeah, good signing, good signing. Um, but looking to the future, you know, pretty useless. But as regards, uh, yeah. as regards winning the league this year, um, yeah, yeah, he can he can do nothing but help. You know, I just hope he doesn't uh, upset Saha too much, or Saha is thrown a bit by this because I think Saha can be a bit of a moody player. So maybe you know. maybe he might become more injury prone. As a, yeah. as a protest. You never know. You never know. But the funny thing about Sunday's game is um, my mood are, you know, will be largely predetermined by what happens at Anfield a day earlier. You know, my, my head says Liverpool hopefully will win. My heart says I 
love to see them getting stuffed again, you know. <laughs> it would be nice. But um, if Chelsea do anything other than win, I think the pressure's off us a little bit. At, uh, is it Ashburton Grove or is it the Emirates? Can you... Can you clear that one up for uh, I, non-Arsenal supporting people? Um, um, depends on your, your point of view. I, I prefer Ashburton Grove, I have to say. Um, yeah, the, the corporate sellout to... Uh, yeah. Doesn't go down well, no, I mean, it's it's completely understandable, but at the same time, you know, the Emirates Stadium just... It sounds rotten. The Arsenal Stadium, maybe, is what it's called in the in the Champions League. Um, because oh, yeah. you, you're not allowed to have a you know yeah, corporate yeah. stadium, so it's the, the Arsenal Stadium, so... Yeah, no. Saturday's going to be good because um, obviously there's, it's uh, it affects us both because Liverpool are a point ahead of us, and and uh, you know um, we'd like to see. It's a shame they both can't lose, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Um, but yeah, Saturday's going to be a bit of a soap opera because um, what's going to happen with Shevchenko and Mourinho, and they're saying Abramovich won't turn up at the game now, so that doesn't be a nice little subplot before the main event on Sunday. It is nice to um, see. Uh, the, the the Chelsea House of Cards, you know, crumble a little bit, isn't it? Because you always got the feeling it was built. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Done this. Okay, there's a lot of money behind it, but the foundations weren't particularly, uh, weren't particularly strong. What I found particularly odious and obnoxious about Chelsea is the attempt to buy culture and history and prestige. You know, no matter what I feel about Liverpool or, you know, uh, Arsenal or Man United, if you, if you support Liverpool, you know, these clubs all have a heritage. And Chelsea, you know, to my mind, don't. But, and they're trying to buy one. 
you know. So I, I just find the whole thing obnoxious. Three years, he's owned it three years. I'm surprised that the House of Cards hasn't fallen sooner because it's just it's, it's built on shite, to my mind, you know. There's, there's no framework there at all to support it. I think Marino will be gone by, by the summer. Yeah, Abramovich, hopefully he'll throw his rattle out of the pram when he realises that the fans don't love him. So you never know. You never know. Um, I just, you know, look back on the the 90s uh, when Arsenal and United were going at it hammer and tongs and Chelsea just had nothing like that. Whatever, the rivalry, and obviously there's a great rivalry between Arsenal and yeah. United, but behind the rivalry, you know, was, uh, you know, as grudging as it might be, there's a respect for what each club has done and the way that they play football and, and the way that they have uh, exactly. made their way to the top of the game, you know, through hard work, through effort, through years of, you know, building youth uh, academies, etc., etc. There's no way... Uh, Probably people will hate, United fans might hate Chelsea more than they hate Arsenal, or Arsenal fans might hate Chelsea uh, more than they hate uh, United. But the rivalry will never, never compare, will it? Oh, no, no, it won't. Like, at the risk of sounding ask, uh, like an ass kisser, um, you know, you see Thierry Henry's goal against Blackburn last Saturday, and, you know, if you're a football fan, you just love seeing stuff like that, you know? Having Henry in the Premiership is a good thing, even though he doesn't play for my team. So, um, my feelings towards Chelsea, though, aren't, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, they, they go 1-0 up, they go 2-0 up, and that's it, they close the game off. They never open up, they never go, let's try and win this 5-0, let's, let's turn on a show for the, uh, the paying supporters. So, you know, hopefully their demise is imminent, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Fingers crossed, I look forward to reading your, um, your uh, review of Chelsea season in, in Cast Iron Gates Monthly. Brian, thanks a million for <laughs> taking the time. And um, uh, I, I'd love to wish you luck on Sunday, but, you know, I hope you crash and burn. And fuck you too. Thank you, Brian, and we'll have another blog chat, as usual, on next week's Arscast. Now, as well as getting the Manchester United fan on the on the Arscast uh, for the blog chat, I was trying to get a comment from maybe a famous United fan, uh, and I managed to track down former Happy Mondays lead singer Sean Ryder to a recording studio somewhere that I can't mention and asked him for his comment on, on what he thought of, of uh, the upcoming game and how he thought it was going to go on Sunday. So this is what Sean Ryder had to say. <laughs> and really it's very difficult to argue with that when you think about it hopefully though hopefully he's got it wrong now, taking a break from all things Manchester United for a moment, Arsene Wenger-Hawkins is here and, and he watched the Blackburn game last week and he wasn't at all impressed with Robbie Savage. Here's what he has to say. Hey, Robbie Savage. Can you hear this? Ah, 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 ooh, yeah, you like that, don't you? Ah, 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 um, tee that's me shaking your bird, so it is. And this would be after I befriended you by hanging out with you. First I would go to an 80s nightclub because, looking at your hair, that's where you would be going out at night. Then, I would wait for the DJ to put on your favorite song, Maniac, from the film, Flashdance. 
You think this song describes you perfectly, but that is only because there isn't a song called I am a fucking horrible cunt. I would go on to the dance floor where you were showing off your moves, and I would make the slightest contact with you. Then I would fly through the air, do four double somersaults, a triple pike, and land on my face, screaming like I was fatally injured. You would be so impressed at how much I made of such little contact that you would beg to be my friend so I could teach you everything I knew. And I would pretend to be your friend and come to your house and stuff, but then your bird would not be able to resist me and then I'd shag her. Give her that special AWH love that all the ladies love. Make love to me, Arson Vayner Hawkins, she'd say. Make love to me in a way that Robbie Savage can't. In a wheelchair. And with a penis. That it teach you for getting Gilberto Silva sent off, you pussy bastard. Arsene Wenger Hawkins will, of course, be back next week. Uh, some interesting news regarding Mr. AWH, actually. He's been, uh, apparently, according to his agent, he has an agent now. Can you believe it? Fucking hell. Uh, he's been offered a part in the new Spider-Man film. Not Spider-Man 3, the one that's coming out, but Spider-Man 4. As himself, as an evil, twisted genius who's going to take over the world and, you know, Spider-Man will do his Spider-Man things and Arsene Wenger Hawkins with it. It's amazing. Worldwide celebrity in, you know, 12 short weeks. I'm fuck I'm jealous. I was offered a film role myself once, many years ago. I was going to be... Uh, uh, stand in for Daniel Day Lewis in in my left foot. I was going to be the stunt double for the for the left foot. Why expecting a punchline or something? Okay, on to our competition. As you know, the Arsecast uh, is sponsored by ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk, who have very kindly given us one hundred pounds worth of credit for their online store, which can be found at www.ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. What you find on that site is original, authentic. Uh, football wear, whether it's uh, shirts or tracksuit tops, etc, etc. It's all the real deal. It's not replica, um, which is why maybe sometimes it's uh, the rarer stuff looks a, a little bit expensive, but uh, it is, if you're a true collector, the place to get your stuff. Now, uh, to win this £100 worth of store credit, all you have to do uh, is answer the following question. This season, the number five and number six jerseys of Arsenal have been redistributed within the squad. I want you to tell me who currently wears number five and number six and who wore them previously. Uh, so that's an easy question, really. Number five and number six, who wore them before and who is wearing them now? All you have to do is send an email with the answer to arscast at arsblog.com. That's arscast at arsblog.com and the winner will be announced on next week's show. And thank you very much to classicfootballshirts.co.uk for the prize. Now then, before we get around to answering some of your questions and some of your emails, of which there are very few this week, I have to say, uh, here's the man in the bar with another player history. <laughs> How many times has he stabbed? Seven. In the eye. Fucking hell. I'll fucking teach him, won't I? Oh, ah, hello. Uh, this week, we're talking about Eddie McGoldrick. Now, Eddie joined Arsenal from Crystal Palace in about 1993. And he was an Irishman, although not really. He was about as Irish as a shoe. Uh, but uh, he came into the team, and after Anders Limpar left, he was sort of played on the left-hand side of midfield where the old Limpar used to play. And it was a bit difficult for him because, to be fair, having Anders Limpar one day and Eddie McGoldrick the next, it's sort of like being married to Angelina Jolie and waking up one morning and discovering you're lying beside a sea cow. So, as you can imagine, not everybody was a big fan of Eddie. Uh, 
he was a very forward-thinking man, though. Uh, very modern in his thinking about football. And he, he lived on a diet that consisted solely of minestrone soup and granary bread. Which, now that I think about it, probably explains a thing or two. Maybe he'd had a bit of stew or an old pig's arse. Might have served him better on the football pitch than fucking soup. Anyway, he went to the World Cup in 1994 with Ireland and never got on once, not even for a minute, didn't play a fucking second. In 95-96, uh, he left Arsenal and I think went to Manchester City and sure, after that it's always downhill, isn't it? Anyway, at the moment, it is a karaoke DJ in East Anglia and his favourite song is The Never Ending Story by Le Mans. Never ending story la, 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 la. Come on lads, sing it with me The Man in the Bar will of course be back next week with another concise, informative and not even slightly fictional player history Okay, we'll go on and uh, answer some of the questions that you've sent in by email this week. Uh, let's start with Paul Jones, who says, uh, do you think we need to be getting in another experienced keeper? I know you think we could do worse than Shea Given, or would you consider giving Almunia a, a chance as our first choice keeper? I think he's looked really solid in the few games we've seen him in recently and would definitely like to see him play some more if he can show consistency with a view to replacing Jens. I think Jens will go in the summer, uh, uh, probably back to Germany. And I think the boss might be just a little bit wary of, of letting his keeper stay too long uh, the way he did with, with Seaman, in my opinion. David Seaman stayed about two seasons too long. So, uh, Almunia, I'm not sure. I think what he is is a very, very good number number two. <laughs> number two. But no, I do think he is a good number two keeper um, and, and sort of knows that he's a number two keeper and comes in and does his job well, gets down with it, gets on with it, and... and um, and uh, doesn't complain. And as we saw in the in the Liverpool game, he's, he's very, very capable. Over the course of a season, though, I'm not entirely sure. Next one, uh, from Jonathan in Israel. He says, I'd like to suggest an idea for you to add a part of the podcast in which you speak to Arsenal fans around the world, asking them questions about how they started following Arsenal or just getting their general opinions and making the podcast more interactive. Uh, he says, uh, by merely talking to simple gooners and not ones who work for The Guardian, Amy Lawrence, or have a blog, Gilberto Silver, or whatever he's called. Maybe you'd be more interested in that if you had more time and made the podcast more than once a week. Anyway, just an idea. Uh, Jonathan, we, we, it's difficult because I can't just sort of, you know, phone up people at random and, and, hello, are you an Arsenal fan? You're not? Okay, sorry. Hello, what language are you speaking? So uh, what we do have, of course, is the, the email address, arscast at arsblog.com, and the system through which anybody with a microphone and a computer can leave an audio message for the Arscast. There's been none at all this week. I was hoping to hear from Igor the Brute, but nothing. Uh, so uh, it's, it's up to you guys. If you want to become more interactive, if you want the podcast or the Arscast to be more interactive, it's all there for you. All you need to do is just, you know, do it. And I look forward to a flurry of audio messages next week uh, from people who, who want to make themselves stars on the Arsecast. Uh, Trousty, I think, in Iceland. Um, sorry if the pronunciation is wrong. He says, you made it clear that Freddie Jumberg is finished as an out-and-out -out winger, uh, but the boss has said he still has a role to play in the team. Do you think he'll play, be played in another position, like fullback or defensive midfielder even? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think what he can do is, is probably be effective in a 4-5-1 if we need to play that formation again uh, but certainly he doesn't seem to have the pace to get past a man or 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 anything like that so it's it's a bit sad I'm not sure where Freddie will be this time next year um, I'm not sure that it will be uh, at Arsenal uh, perhaps a move to a slower paced league like uh, Italy or 
maybe Spain will, will suit him better. Um, Alan Long from Hay in New South Wales wants to just check in and say he's a, a listener from very far away, as does Infield in Brisbane, who emigrated a year ago, and he says he misses the Arsenal more than anything. Um, Rob says, given our next four games could be termed big games, which victory would give you the most pleasure? Um, I, don't, I just want to beat them all. I want to win every single game. I don't want to lose any. I know we could probably, in the grand scheme of things, we could deal much easier with losing in the in the Carling Cup um, because it's, you know, the Carling Cup. But that said, you're losing against Spurs. So, um, yeah, let's just beat all four of them. Will they fuck those cunts? And uh, last question comes from Adam, it is, who says, uh, any ideas on uh, a bid for Gareth Bale? It's been widely broadcast at Manchester United in for him, are in for him, but I've heard rumours about Arsenal. Any ideas? Not a clue. Um, no idea. Really. Sorry. Um, so those are your questions. Don't forget, if you've got anything to add to the Arsecast, email arsecast at arsblog.com or if you want to leave an audio message, click onto the Arsblog homepage and follow the link for the Arsecasts, which is on the right-hand side, or podcasts on the top menu bar, and you'll see the instructions. There's a link there to leave an audio message. All you do is click on the page, uh, turn your microphone on, and say whatever it is that you have to say. Um, one final thing in this section, just want to say hi to Steve in Barcelona. He's my rapping buddy, so he is. Uh, Manchester United fan for his sins as well, but uh, fair play to him. He's married to a Catalan woman, and he hates Barcelona. He was cheering on Arsenal in the Champions League final. Um, so hi to you, Steve, and give Luigi a, a kick in his fucking beard for me, would you? Good man. Right, you are. The final part of this week's Arsecast is, as usual, the bet of the week. With thanks to bluesquare.com, that's www.bluesq.com. If you haven't got an account, please set one up. By following the link on the Arsblog homepage, it makes a difference. Um, together we can fight Arsblog poverty. Yeah. Uh, this week, Simon Wolf says, uh, This Sunday sees the Gunners face the most difficult game at Ashburton Grove, and their unbeaten record at their new home will be put to the test. With Gilberto suspended for the crunch game at Manchester United, or against Manchester United, Matthew Flamini should again take his place in the centre of midfield. Flamini has played in most of the big games this season, scoring against Liverpool. Pool and Chelsea. If you fancy the goal machine to score again, he can be backed at eight to one to score at any time uh, against United on Sunday. That's eight to one for Matthew Flamini to score any time on Sunday. So go to www.bluesq.com and place your bets now. Actually, you know what I don't like? I don't like the way the Arsenal Stadium announcer says uh, Matthew Flamini's name. He goes like he's vomiting. You know what I wish? I wish when he's doing that thing where he calls out somebody's first name and all the crowd have to shout back the second name in a in a fairly pathetic attempt to, to mimic Bayern Munich and it just makes me cringe every time. I wish somebody would vomit into his mouth when he does that. When he goes, Thierry! And goes, that might shut him up for a while. Anyway, uh, sorry, uh, that's it for another Arsecast. We will have another one next week with the answer and the uh, winner of the ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk competition. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I really, truly hope we kick the fuck out of United on Sunday. And what more could I ask for? Well, I'm not going to, you know, lottery win would be nice, but uh, I'm not going to be greedy. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.